I guess this is probably going to be the most controversial episode that I've done in this entire history of this podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway. There's no such thing as leadership. Leadership is a lie. Don't believe it. There, I said it. Now, for those of you who are still listening after I made that bold statement and are wondering exactly how I can justify such a thought, well, it's a long story. That's why we have an episode about it. So join me on this episode of Project Shadow when I'm going to try to prove to you that there's no such thing as leadership. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, I am gonna say it. there's no such thing as leadership. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Charlie, 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 Charlie. Sports teams have coaches. Military has a hierarchical structure where people issue orders. Yeah, true. I'm not arguing with that. What I'm trying to say is, those aren't leaders. Those are managerial positions that have been invented in order to construct order and hierarchy. Oh, I know. I've gone off the rails, haven't I? Just just follow me along. I would love to know your thoughts on this. This is something that I've thought about for a very long time. And these are some of the conclusions that I have come to. Look, once upon a time, leadership was real in that we believed in the divine right of kings, we believed in might makes right, and thus whoever had the ability to beat up the most people and create the most terror in others had authority and power. Then we had revolutions, and we got rid of most of those ideals, except for this idea that leaders will emerge. And they work well in stories. They work great in fiction. They work great in legends. They work great in myths. I mean, what is King Arthur without King Arthur? I guess just the story of Lancelot and Guinevere getting it on. But that's a whole other fanfic. Now, leadership for the most part is about listening. And that's why I don't like the term leadership. You see, The concept that we have inherited of leadership is that a wise, a chosen, an elite, a better-than-us person shall arise, and they know better. They know the way. They know exactly what needs to be done. And thus, it is our job to fall in line, to follow and to do as we're told. That's my argument, is that that kind of a leader doesn't really exist. Now, there are times that we need to listen to instruction. There are times when we need a coordinator. There are times when we need someone to give structure to a chaotic system. I'm not going to deny that. But one of our big problems 
in world history is this savior complex that we all have. And some of us have gotten over it. And if you're one of those blessed few, good on you. But so many people have this, this savior complex that, well, this will be fixed when the right leader arises. You can actually see this in the way people both reacted to the election of Barack Obama and the fact that, well, with everything going on right now, we just need Barack Obama to say something. He can fix everything. Well, he can't because he's an individual person and the problem is systemic. You see, when I say that leadership is a lie, it's because problems, most problems, require distributed solutions. You can't just wave a magic wand and make things better. You can't just say something and be fixing everything. Immanuel Kant was wrong. To know the good is not to do the good. To do the good is to do the good. That's what he got wrong. We've had millennia of moral teachers telling us very simple, simple things. Don't treat people badly. There's a variety of ways to word it. You know, do unto others as you would have them to do, do unto you. Don't do to others as you would not have them do unto you. In fact, one or the other version of that exists in every culture on earth. But we're still doing terrible things to each other because that leadership doesn't matter. You see, the whole purpose of leadership, well, let me phrase it this way. Leadership has two main reasons to exist. One, because greedy people or power-hungry people desire to consolidate a resource, whether that's your devotion, your money, or just simply power and prestige for themselves. And thus, they put themselves forward as a thought leader, or as a business leader, or as a political leader. And they desire followers and worship and acquiescence to them. All resources must flow to the leader because the leader is on top. The leader is the one that makes everything happen. The second reason leadership continues to be this horrible delusive lie is because it allows us to offshore our concerns. See, I don't have to do anything because the leadership will do it. You see, we, we, we appointed somebody for that. See, I don't have to worry about whether or not I still have racist ideas because don't you know, Martin Luther King Jr. gave a speech and Barack Obama was elected president. Racism over. I don't have to do any hard work. I don't have to look at myself. I don't have to examine my failings. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's all a problem now, isn't it? So depending on which of these two roads you find yourself on, either finding yourself being treated as subservient to someone else's need for power, or desiring to offshore our guilt to others so that we don't have to face it. Either way, leadership is hollow. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't vanguards. There aren't people who step out in front. There aren't people who start movements or, in fact, guide them in the way that they should go. But those movements 
would never get where they need to be without people. I feel so weird having to explain this in a democratic society. We don't elect people to lead us. We elect people to listen to us because we can't all go to Washington and get it done. So we elect people based on a platform and we expect them to do what they say. That's it. That's the job. They're not people to be bowed to. They're not people to give, be given preferential treatment to. We are a democracy. They are civil servants. They are. Some countries actually make this very simple and call them ministers. So it's really hard to forget, though some still do, what their job is. They're there to minister to our needs, not to be treated with reverence. When we forget that, then things become about celebrity and not about the cause. The cause loses purpose. You see, this is one of the things that frightens the world about Antifa or Black Lives Matter. These are leaderless movements. There's no one that they can take out. You see, the Black Panthers were a threat, but there were a couple people they could get rid of. And the movement would fall apart. You see, Bobby Kennedy was a threat. Oh, he got shot. Oh, and that sad. Martin Luther King was a threat because he was able to give good speeches and set up really good protests that showed the inequality that he talked about. So he gets shot. Uh-oh. Malik Shabazz has started saying things that we just can't tolerate. And so he gets shot. And the movement gets decapitated. And the movement gets pushed back into the shadows. Not really. You see, the civil rights movement never ended. It's just those prominent people that the media knew to talk to because they look for leaders and leader, people in leadership positions. Well, they were dead. So, I mean, who do we talk to? I mean, eventually, I guess we get a Jesse Jackson or Niall Sharpton or someone, right? But we have to wait till those leaders arise. We can't just go out and talk to people. We can't do the work on our own. I mean, why would you ever expect us to do that? Do you see the problem that I'm going for here? Do you see the problem that I'm trying to highlight here? None of this happens because of a wise leader. None of it. Nothing that we have. None of the benefits that we have. Our country doesn't exist because a group of, of white elites gathered in Philadelphia and decided, you know, maybe we should declare independence from King George. That may have had something to do with it. That may have played a part. But it was kind of the protests in Boston and New York and, you know, the people generally not liking the tyranny of the king that led to the changes. And see, because they were landed gentry, just under a different name, they didn't understand that, and so they preserved their power. And here we are today, still trying to get it back. Only white men of a certain age that own a certain amount of property can vote. 
That's what the original draft of our Constitution said, and it has been amended several times to change those restrictions. But it shows very well what leadership meant to our founders, what democracy meant to our founders. They didn't want people to decide. And I can agree with that. An individual person can be an idiot. Groups, though, groups tend to be able to solve complex issues. Because once we have to come up with some sort of consensus, some sort of symbiosis amongst each other, ideas fight out, ideas win, and good solutions move on. But we disrupt all of that by creating this illusion of leaders. The talking head shows that take place on Sunday, well, they talk to the leadership of the House, and the leadership of the Senate, and the leadership of this party, and that party, and of this company, and that company, and this movement and that movement, and your movement just doesn't have a leader, so we don't know who to talk to, so we're not going to talk to anyone, and we're just going to ignore them. Because they don't understand what democracy is. Democracy is the voice of the people. Are the people always right? No. No, they're not. Are the people always wrong? No. No, they're not. But the more we talk to each other, and the more we come together in a more perfect union, the better we see the problems that are facing us. The very fact that we're living in a country where the vast majority of people want police reform, I mean, the polls are clear, the vast majority of people want police reform, yet people that are currently running for office are saying, well, of course we're not going to do that. Because they're not working for us. You see, once you set up a leadership class, they no longer serve their function. There's that wonderful cliche, you know, all power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And I don't think people really understand that. Power corrupts because once power exists, its main interest is in self-preservation. It doesn't want to let go. It doesn't want to cease existing. So if I tell you, you are a leader, your job is no longer to serve the people that you were elected to serve, it's to preserve your power at all cost. This is why the president and his party believe that they can lie, cheat, and steal all that they want and get away with it. Because after all, they give lip service to enough conservative as well as uh, fringe ideologies, that they believe that they can still win elections. We'll see if they're right or wrong, but you can tell that they don't believe that they're right because of their <laughs> mortal terror at the idea that more people might turn out to vote. And I don't want to turn this into an episode about voter suppression or anything like that, but you can see the problem here. If a public servant is allowed to choose the people that elect them, then they're not really a public servant anymore. What they're actually doing is constructing a system whereby they can preserve their power. 
This is the danger of leadership. Did Elon Musk have some good ideas? Yes, he obviously did. And he had the luck and the skill to put things together in such a way that he was able to amass a fortune. Does that make him brilliant? Does that make him someone that we have to listen to? No. Because that kind of leadership is unnecessary in this country. That kind of leadership doesn't actually help us. You see, we have allowed things like wealth, privilege, celebrity, political office, being able to make a good speech, perform a good song, act well in a movie, to be signposts of leadership. And thus, these are the folk that generally get to speak. The rest of us have to just take it. And when we go out into the streets to protest and to show our power and our opinions, well, we're just the rabble. Why should anybody listen to us? After all, we're not the ones with the power and the prestige. We're not the ones that are put into those special places of power. It's all an illusion. Democracy is about not having kings. Democracy is, as our constitution says, there shall be no title of nobility in the United States. And yet we allow titles of nobility to be formed all the time. Like I said, I'm not against people being coordinators, organizers, any of those things that are needed. My problem with the word leadership is not the actual idea that sometimes something needs order or structure. My problem is the ideology, ideology that goes along with it, that once somebody has been named a leader, they are to be followed and obeyed because they know the will of the most holy and they alone know how to save us. I mean, that should have been the moment right there when Donald Trump lost the election, regardless of whatever his political views were, when he said the phrase, only I can save you, only I can make you better. No, you can't. When you don't have that kind of power, you're not a deity. You see, a president can do a lot of things, a congressman, a senator, what have you. They you have a, can do a lot of things. But unless those fringe Illuminati conspiracy theorists are right, power in that vein doesn't come with a magic wand that allows you to just make things better. Now, you can set fiscal policy. There's a lot of things that can be done. But if people don't participate, you can't do anything. And that's what they're learning right now. We, the people, are the power. We don't need leaders to tell us who we are or what we're doing. We don't need leaders so we can follow. We know what happens in our communities. We know how to get the word out about what's happening in our communities. It's their job to listen to us. They are our servants. Anyone in a position of quote-unquote power is there to serve at the pleasure of the electorate, not the other way around.
So I'm sorry if you deem yourself a leader and you feel uncomfortable. You should always feel uncomfortable because your bosses are always watching to make sure you're doing what they want you to. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope what I'm saying makes sense. I thought of a lot of different ways to say it. I think this is the best one, but I could be wrong. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, find a link to the voice message system down in the show notes. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. In those same show notes, you'll find a link to both the voice message system and my page, voice message system, listener support, and my Patreon. Thank you to everybody who does that. You mean the world to me. And if you don't have any money to do that, I really understand. Or if you don't even feel like it, that's fine. But if you know anyone you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out a lot. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.